Welcome to the Uncensored Self Podcast, a safe space for all to learn to love themselves, shed their light onto others, and create a life full of never-ending joy. I'm your host, Emily, certified professional life coach, and I first want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Just a reminder that hence the name, the words of this podcast are not edited or cut. We are made to celebrate our divine individuality 100% of the time, and this podcast is no exception. This is your life, and I'm so excited that you are here with me right now, taking the time to pursue and accelerate your personal self-love journey. Let's get to work. You guys, first and foremost, happy Valentine's Day to my lady listeners out there. You are so special and cherished, and the womanhood that we get to share is something I am so thankful for. So happy Monday, happy Valentine's Day. I love being girly and glittery and fun, and I love being friends with other women. We are truly a wonderful existence here on earth. But the real reason for me saying you guys is that today is a very, 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 very special episode because it is a day before our second birthday, our two-year anniversary together, and I am just so thankful to have you all here. Now more than ever, I've just been so grateful for this platform. I'm just still mind blown every day how this was just once a teeny tiny dream of mine and now I'm living in it and I get to share what I learn and love and help others while honestly helping myself. And it's been so encouraging and empowering to sit here and chat with you guys each week. And I have learned an insane amount about myself and also just a lot about other people and human connection. And it brought me closer to all of the people I encounter in my daily life. So I am just ecstatic to be here right now. I am so thankful to and so proud to have this community because I really feel like it is supportive and uplifting and insightful and positive. And I think that we're creating and carving out a really nice little welcoming space on the internet for us. So happy second birthday to us, you guys. Congratulations. Um, terrible twos have arrived. However, I have a ton planned for this year, especially after I like graduate nursing school. Um, so this year will definitely not be terrible, but it will be exciting and keeping us on our toes. So we're going to be, you know, doing a lot, doing the most, having so much fun. And this year of Uncensored Self is going to be glamorous and challenging and inviting and creative and uplifting and all the good things because this is what we want to pour out into the world over here, just genuine goodness, pure joy, and a lot of encouragement. So before I start this episode, I want to let you all know that tomorrow, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, our second birthday is going to be celebrated all day long, and I'm going to have a special surprise for all of you on my Instagram account, so look out for that. Um, it's not going to be super huge, you know, but I wanted to celebrate in some way and recognize and give thanks to all of you lovely people and your great listening years, but you know, nursing school is like kind of eating me alive right now. So I can't say, obviously it's the biggest, not the biggest thing, but um, I still think it's cool. I would still appreciate it if like someone else did it. So I'm, I like, I would be excited for it. So um, I want to let you guys know ahead of time because I really appreciate your listenership and I'm really excited to kind of celebrate with you guys. And I feel like that's the best way I know how. Um, but I love you guys. We're all besties. And I wish I could hug and handwrite each of you a personal note. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, if I knew your addresses, I would write you a handwritten note. But that is hella creepy. And I will not be doing that. Um, also, before we start, lucky you guys. I'm recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. It is currently 11.40 p.m. I don't know. It took me all day to write these notes, you guys. I just things kept flowing and I literally had to stop myself and say, okay, Emily, you know what? Stop writing things down because 
you're going to run out of room on the paper and this episode is going to be a million years long. So just keep what you have and then anything else that like I kind of wanted to add it will either come to me now or somewhere along the lines in another episode. But it is Super Bowl Sunday and as many of you know, I'm in Philly right now. The Eagles did not win. You guys know this, I'm sure. If you are any social media platform and have any sort of TV or anyone in your life that watches the Super Bowl, you probably know the Eagles lost, um, which is good news for me. I I was kind of a part of me wasn't going to be mad if they won because it's like cute for a minute, you know, to see like everyone get all excited over here. But I am pretty happy that they lost just for the sole fact that now I can record my episode in peace because had they won, the streets would have been crazy right now. There would have been fireworks and car horns and music blaring, and I would not have peace of mind to record this episode. So yay, we are getting stuff done because the Eagles lost. <laughs> Things are working out for us over here. All right. But anyways, I wanted to use this episode since it is kind of like a pivotal episode in our little in like the podcast in this podcast um because it is like the two-year anniversary or whatever or whatever it is um i wanted to use this ep episode as an opportunity to kind of rebrand what self-love means to me and what i tried to dedicate this pod podcast and platform to and when i first started this podcast two years ago a very different girl sat behind the microphone compared to today and it's crazy that in just in two short years, I feel so differently than I did when I first decided to pursue this. But yet I am so thankful I've been able to document this journey in a way like this so that I can acknowledge just how much change I actually have endured. Because then I think about it and I go, hmm, you know, two years isn't really short at all. It's 730 days. And that's like a long time, but 730 days worth of choices opportunities, feelings, experiences, chances to love. And that is what I have found self-love to be all about, seizing the opportunity to love, truly love, deeply love in everything that you do, not just towards yourself. And I used to think of self-love as this, you know, miraculous big change within you, something that would happen when I did X, Y, or Z, or a verb that you use when you put yourself first. But it's actually quite the opposite. And you know, there's no empowerment with self-love without compassion for the world around you. There's no joy in self-love without connection to nature. There's no endurance to self-love without purpose for the soul. Self-love is way more than reading self-help books and saying affirmations in the mirror and talking, talking, taking hot baths when you want to decompress and using ingredients in your fridge instead of buying takeout because it's the choice that will make you feel more in control. It is all of those things, yes, but it goes way deeper than that or higher i guess you could say and it's a connection this is why i say higher to the spirit the soul the supernatural realm whatever you want to say whatever reason you were put here on this earth at this exact time that you were and that is what i want to talk about with you today if you want to change the way you view yourself you need to change the way you see the world it's possible to have hardships and still feel stillness alongside the pain. It's possible to have uncertainties and feel excitement alongside the confusion. It's possible to have questions and feel peace alongside the unknown. And if you are looking to view yourself in a more loving light, you need to look at the world in a more loving light too. And that's a change that will come within you. And it's a hard thing to do when 
everything going on in our lifetime is the way it is, you know, everything in the news. And even if you don't watch the news, it's on social media. And even if you aren't on social media, someone in real life is talking about it. Like, I get it. It's hard. But it's a choice to be fearful and tread life that way, tread life carefully with caution and, you know, oh, what if this happens? Worry and anxiety, just like it's a choice to choose to be faithful and tread life believing that love is still alive now more than ever, even when all the fear tries to drown out that love and overwhelms it with the severity and strength that fear does. But what I've learned is that when love is chosen constantly and completely and wholeheartedly, when you are truly in it with all of the strength that you can physically put into it, with as little doubt as possible, the love, the strength of love is way stronger than any fear could ever be. And the fear of the strength of fear is strong, you guys, because there are so many things telling you to be fearful. And having faith that love exists sometimes is choosing to go in blind. So in going about your day to day, whatever you do, let it be done in love and that love will be returned to you generously and graciously. If you can't view something as an opportunity to love, then it is not serving who we were created to be. I talked a little bit about what it means to be stewarding a life last episode and what it means to me to steward the life that I was given. And this is what I'm talking about. So anytime you are presented with a choice and you think back to the love that you have, that faith that you have to believe that love exists and you make that choice out of love, you are putting more goodness into the world and you are putting essentially you are giving more back to then you're hmm you're giving more back to the person or creator or thing where it came from i am this is a complicated topic so stay stay with me for a little but slowly one by one day by day you will see everything that you ever wanted or didn't want in your life will be orchestrated for your good think of it like a basket okay if like you're given five whatever i don't know why my head is going like olden time so i'm thinking like a carton of five eggs bad example but whatever if you raise a chicken because you were given a chicken and you're given the eggs if you just take the eggs for yourself and never do anything with the chicken then the chicken that you were given isn't gonna be doing you any good so you might as well steward the chicken raise the chicken well feed it good nutrients, have it give more eggs, and then share those eggs with everyone. Then people will be coming to you to get the eggs. You'd be getting, <laughs> guys, what am I talking about? Do you see what I'm saying though? I just slowly one by one, you will see that everything is being orchestrated to work out for your benefit. And I'm going to give more examples and like real examples and share exactly what I mean in a second and how it pertains to my life. But I have slowly and surely been practicing this in my life. Just trying to find ways where I can implement more love, not just necessarily into myself and like self-love, but into the world, into everything that I come across, everything that I encounter, even without knowing it. Because like I said, I didn't always realize this is what true self-love could feel like. But one by one, I've been able to overcome the things that were meant to destroy me, all the hate in this world, all the trials and hardships I've had, all the battles that I've had to face, all the drama, literally everything by continuing to make loving choices. And it, like I said, that love that I choose, those loving choices that I make, it just drowns out the strength 
of the hate. It's kind of like feelings. I mean, it's kind of like boundaries, but it's more spiritual than this because it's connected to my like external overall well-being that, you know, stewarding the life that was given to me rather than what boundaries are based on because boundaries are sometimes based on feelings. And I think feelings can not always steer us in the right path and can sometimes steer us down the wrong path. Um, I'm not, that's not to say that feelings shouldn't be honored because all feelings should be honored and explored. That is good for us so that we can learn. But some feelings may lead us down paths that may not be the best for us, which is why sometimes we quote unquote live and learn. And it takes some getting used to, but if you just let love infiltrate slowly into your day-to-day in every aspect, it's actually really easy because it comes from a place of steady peace and doesn't require any contemplation or thought. All right, so let me explain. When I was growing up, my mom would always tell us to make loving choices, okay? That was just always what it was all about. That was my mom's catchphrase. She would just, I feel like I could just still hear my mom saying, make loving choices like (laughs) all day, every day, in, in and out going to sports practice, sharing a toy with one of my siblings, getting on the school bus, whatever it was, that was my mom's like mantra, mantra, mantra. I don't know. And I'm not sure exactly when I forgot about that, but I think I didn't forget about it. I think I just stopped taking it so seriously because when you're a kid, you don't know any better. You know, it's just, you take everything literally, you just take it as it is because you're a kid and you're, that's all you know. But then you grow up and things get in the way and then you start to, you know, Innocent things have less value, I guess. Um, So yeah, I stopped taking it seriously somewhere along the lines. But when I think back to like the time period when all the hate towards myself started, I think it was when I stopped choosing to make loving choices. And this did not mean that I wasn't a good kid. I was a goody two-shoes in school. And then I think that just led me to becoming a people pleaser and having codependent personality. And you all know the story about how this goes, that it's not the point. But instead of making loving choices, I just started making good choices or choices that I thought were morally correct, which yes, it is not the worst thing in the world. And morally correct choices keep us out of jail and they protect our safety and they keep others safe, which is important, of course. But the difference between good choices and loving choices is that good choices are surface level. Good choices are done for performance and a reward. Loving choices are done humbly with respect for every party involved, not focused on the self or any reward. That was pretty good, I will admit. Listen to this. If you encounter a homeless person in the city, you're walking, right? God bless the homeless people. I'm just using this as an example. Your brain probably tells you that you have two choices. One, go up to the person and give something, money or food, or two, keep walking. And if you are only trying to make good choices, you will be disappointed in yourself when you walk away, which is a common thing to do, to walk away or not even look. But then your brain tries to justify it. Well, safety reasons, and well, I don't have money, and well, this and that, but your brain doesn't want to hear it. You failed here, and that's what your mind says. But you go about your day, and you don't let it affect you really, but in reality, that fail that your mind has deemed you deserve now trickles down into all the other areas of your life where... It just stews more self-hatred for yourself and more hatred for the world because you can't provide and you can't make that good choice all the time because we're human, right? So then you're focusing on the wrong things. You're focusing on your downfall. You're focusing on the hate in the world. You're focusing on the things that 
you know, are bad and you can't infiltrate good into because you're human and you can't. Whereas a loving choice, if you encounter a homeless person, you see way more than just two choices. So sure, you can still go up and give, you can still walk away, but you can also say a silent prayer for that person if you think it's unsafe to walk up to them. You can go home and donate to an organization that you care about. You can text a friend who you know is struggling and ask how you can support them. You can express gratitude once you walk into your home for the roof that you have over your head. And this is just a very broad example because a lot of the choices aren't directly affecting the cause, but the underlying theme here is that loving choices are the gift that keeps on giving because as you put love into the world, love gets given back to you simply because that is where your focus is. That is where your mind puts emphasis on. And your brain remembers that and it will motivate you to keep making those loving choices, keep showing up in the ways that serve you because it becomes a learned behavior. It's all about habit forming, just like anything else. Even if you think it's pointless, I encourage you to still practice this as an opportunity to love because the more you practice putting love out into the world, the more automatic it will become, just like any other habit, like I said. So anything that you do, even if just in your morning routine or should I get gas now or later or should I text that friend or should I tell that girl I like her outfit, whatever, just ask yourself, what would the most loving version of myself decide to do here? What are the loving choices that I can make? And proceed as you see fit. It's kind of like a slow and steady process as far as learning how to navigate these things because, and especially if you've ever tried intuitive eating, I think it can kind of um, like kind of go the same route. Like it takes a while to learn or even just like learning like a sport or a hobby or whatever. But the more that you practice it, the easier it will become. And if you need to even just start out by journaling every morning, one thing that you can make a loving choice in, then it will get easier and easier because as someone who was just used to making good choices, making loving choices was hard because I was used to just the patterns of the world and everything that was around me and everything everyone else was doing, even if it wasn't the best for me. Um, and I'll kind of explain that in a little bit, but love doesn't have to be overcomplicated and you don't need to overcomplicate it. So if sitting down with yourself for five minutes at the beginning or end of each day to plan and reflect works well for you, then do that. Or if just mindfully taking a moment to pause or setting a reminder on your phone for five minutes at lunchtime of, you know, doing the same type of thing can help you, then do that. Um, but love doesn't have to be overcomplicated. You don't need to span out a million choices. It's just simple and pure. The most loving version of yourself, what would you do? How would you show up in that way? So now I want to move to kind of a different aspect of this and you've probably heard before in quotes love is patient love is kind and there's a couple other lines that follow and sometimes it's displayed as a poem or a quote or a saying or a lyric or sometimes i've honestly even like heard it in like celebrity vows but it's actually a bible verse and it reminds me well reminds its believers how to love as part of the commandment of what we are called to do, but also reminds us of God's love for us. But I think even if you're not, you know, there, you're not into all that, I think the reason why it is so commonly used, or at least why I see it everywhere without reference to the actual scripture, I see it in like movies, Visco, TikTok, Pinterest, pretty much any social platform, um, art pieces, like literally at like TJ Maxx, you know, <laughs> I think the reason why it's so commonly used is because love is the one thing that unites all of us human beings, nature, different cultures, animals, a higher power if you choose to believe, 
everything. And it can be applied in many different contexts because love answers questions that we don't have the answers to. And it answers questions that we honestly aren't even asking to. And like I said before, if you continually make loving choices, love will just overflow, continuously pour back into your life beyond measure. And it will always be working out and orchestrating for your benefit. So let me read the verse real quick because it is one of my favorites. And then I'm going to come back to my notes. So the verse is, for those of you who care, it's um, 1 Corinthians uh, verse, uh, blah, 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 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes always preserves. Love never fails. So that was that. I love that verse. And my listeners, it, that is what I have found to be true. The core meaning of what love and self-love is all about. I'll be honest, it's been a challenge to adopt that as a reality um, in a society that pushes idolizing yourself. But it's also been really easy to adopt that mindset because I am not God. (laughs) You know, no matter what you believe, I'm sure everyone has a God that they believe in, something that they idolize, something that they believe can work all things out for good. And I'm sure that we have all come to the conclusion at this point that it cannot be us. We fall short. We have hardships. We have questions that we don't understand the reason why. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, it's been really hard in in a society that pushes idolizing yourself, but it's also been really easy because it frees me from having to idolize myself. You know what I'm saying? Because I am not God. I do not have the power to make the universe obey me. I do not have the power to get other people to submit to me just so everything works out for me how and when I want it. I fall sometimes. I do not always have it right. I do not want to get back at people who hurt me and certain things I can't do no matter how hard I try, no matter how many times I try. Our opinions of ourselves dictate our behavior. And if I think that I'm all that and I present myself to the world as this person above others who's just so hot and gets revenge and yada yada, you guys know the persona I'm talking about and I'm guilty of it. I'm saying that it's out of love for my, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> let me let me backtrack. Out of love for myself, in a respectful way to myself, I had to admit that when I was trying to do all thing, all those things, you know, be this person that I couldn't be, I was lying to myself. I had to humble myself and say, Emily, you are not this person. You will never be this person. And that is okay. You are enough as your own. You are worthy as your own. But to say that you can do all things on your own, you are lying to yourself. We all are just flat out lying because we are human because no matter how hard we try try sometimes, we fail and we can fail hard if our trust isn't in something solid and steady and reliable. And I was totally pro bad bitch mentality when I first adopted the self-love mindset. I thought it was me against the world in order to protect myself. That's what I needed to do. And I hardened my heart and I put my guard up and I built walls and I dealt with a lot of shit on my own, stuff that I really didn't need to. And that failed me and that failed me really hard. 
right around the launch of the podcast, if you remember, I had to take a break because mentally I just was not there. I was like, what happened? I thought I was, I thought I could do this. This is what I'm all about. This is what I wanted to make the podcast on. And it crashed and burned because I was trying to do it in my own strength. I was thinking that I could handle everything under the moon by myself. And that was just not true. And it was in that time that I discovered the letting go. And looking back this whole time, if only I knew if I was seeking true love by simply looking for ways that I could put love into the world instead of just trying to solely keep it all to myself, all within my walls to protect me, I would save myself some so much heartache and trial. Even as someone who was always a genuinely positive, happy person, the one that always gave freely and was always there for other people, like that didn't all go away, but it was just the genuine love and the connection that I felt to others is what I was hiding because I thought it would protect me and keep my peace and keep me sane and keep me stable. But I have never felt as free as I do now, now that I have reverted back to those simple, loving choices rather than just the good choices because no one can be good all the time it is not possible and even when you are trying to be right on your terms and even when you are right on your terms you are wrong in someone else's just because we don't all have that same definition but you will not get it right but love can and love does because true genuine love instills the same feelings within every single person i believe at least so I think a productive way to pursue this true meaning of love would to be to soften your heart and rely on one another to deepen the true meaning of love and look for ways that you can give love to your surroundings and looking at that as an act of love for yourself. This is like kind of not heavy stuff, but just like has a lot of depth, depth, to, blah, blah, depth to it. So I hope you're sticking with me. <laughs> So now at this point, you're probably feeling like I'm sort of challenging or flipping the motive or the slogan that goes along with the bad bitch connotation of self-love, which is this. In order to love yourself, in order to love others well, you have to love yourself first. And yes, I am challenging that motive. And I am guilty of saying that. And I'm certain I've said it here on the podcast, probably more so in my early days than recently. However, well, first, I'm totally cool with saying that before, you know live and learn and get to where I am now because of everything that I went through, whatever. However, I'd like to now restate it and say that in order to be good to other people, you have to be good to yourself first. But that's not the issue that we face. And I bet most of us, I'd hope, or I believe, (laughs) I bet most of us are inherently good people. And, you know, I don't think we're born with hate in our hearts. So yeah, I'd like to believe that we're all good in nature. But You can be so good, so positive, so happy, so caring towards others and still struggle so deeply with loving yourself. So why is that? It's not because you're simply looking at opportunities to be good or pursue love that is fake and challenging. It's because you're not pursuing love that is true, that love is patient, love is kind, etc. Here's a new phrase that I'd like to offer you in place of that old one, and it is, in order to love yourself well, you have to love others well. And notice there is no first, there is no second. It's not putting yourself second. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking equally of yourself with others or a more advanced version 
once you get to a place where you finally feel that you have a good hold on your life and good mental stability, it's thinking of others more than you think of yourself. Whoa, how dare I say that? (laughs) But I don't know. That is what I feel is true lately. And you do that by pursuing love in everything that you do. Because even if you don't feel yet that you're in a place to love yourself, even though you are always deserving of that. Even when you don't feel like you're in a place to love yourself, when you love others, it brings back that love to you because it is what you are focused on. True, real, genuine love, not just good choices. I feel like this episode is very, very basic that it makes it so complicated to explain (laughs) because I feel like sometimes I can't even explain it to myself how simple it is, whatever. I hope you guys are following. But a lot of this starts with just removing low vibe things or energy takers from your life and this is how i kind of started doing that or just basically changing the choices that not only affected me but also affected others around me as well for example low vibe things that i slowly eliminated over time are drinking and purposely getting drunk every weekend on multiple occasions and having zero sexual boundaries and negative self-talk gossiping people pleasing poor habits regarding how I care for my body because all of the even something as simple I share with you guys in my story last week is looking in the mirror like naked in the morning like when I'm getting dressed like whatever because all of these things that are seemingly selfish in nature when I look at them to change them and do it to help myself out because yeah they all involve me directly I'm the person that's the only thing I have control over my own behavior right my eyes would have never been open to them as My eyes would have never been open to them had I not opened my heart or been open to change or been open to learning from others, etc. And the more real, true love I put into the world, the more I realize I just how worthy I am of that real, true love for myself. And when you start trying to love yourself, often your perception is distorted especially when you're coming from like rock bottom if you're at a place where you still are really struggling because all, you know, of all it took for you to hate yourself in the first place, that is all learned behavior. So what makes you think that you are going to just automatically love yourself if you stay caged in within those walls with all those learned behaviors, with all that struggle and the hurt and the pain? You know what I'm saying? And when you really start trying to love yourself, um, Wait, I think I literally am about to say what I just said. Blooper. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Um, But anyways, healing comes from within, but only when you surrender to the fact that you need a new idea of love, especially when you're coming from a place of brokenness. Not that same hardo, toxic version, you know, for yourself. Guys, I'm having a really hard time explaining this. I don't know. I thought this episode was going to be like such a power move and like really open people's hearts, but I'm like low-key struggling a little bit, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all of these things, all those low vibe activities, once I'm aware of them and kind of like wake up to them and like exactly what they're doing and exactly what they're controlling in my life and what feelings I'm associating with them and whatever, and they could or will look different in your life. You know, we're all different people, different experiences. So just don't take anything that I say to heart too much. Just let it resonate with you as you want it to. Each one of those low vibe activities allows me to, when I engage in them, 
project onto other people those negative feelings I am encountering and running from um, when I participate in them. So then therefore, without even realizing it, my focus is no longer love and I am just not making loving choices towards others or myself because those low vibe activities infiltrate my life so much that then my focus is on the feeling that I have with those activities. The, you know, do you guys get what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is so hard to explain. Wow, darn it. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, the best way I can explain it is like, it's kind of a full circle moment, like gossiping example. It might be like something that I want to engage in the moment because my mind is like, oh, I need to tell so-and-so what so-and-so did, but I'm not putting good love into the world because I'm, at that point, I'm not even putting a good choice in the world. You could probably deem it good depending on what your moral standards are, but with something like that, it's like, okay, well, I think I'm putting love, I'm, oh my gosh, I think I'm doing something good or maybe I, I'm really not doing something good, but I'm engaging in this thing. It's depleting my energy because I'm talking shit about someone else, telling someone else the shit that then they can then take and tell someone else. And I'm a culprit of the issue. I am not helping. You know what I mean? And then that is what I'm focusing on because that is what I'm pushing out. You can't, it's like a two-way thing, a push and a pull, a, like, you know what I'm saying? Takes two to tango type thing. I can't push that out into the world and expect good in return. I can't push out hate and expect love in return. So it's like, refraining from that as hard as it might seem it's actually a benefit for others first before it is myself but because i'm doing something to serve others first then i'm receiving that love back to myself okay that example i hope made sense because it just made me feel a lot better about this episode that i was able to explain something <laughs> but yeah kind of full circle not sure if i lost you there but it made sense to me moving on <laughs> But now you ask, you know, well, Emily, what's in it for me? And while I'd like to argue that this kind of negates everything that I just said, because love is not selfish, it's of course in our nature to wonder, like, what's in it for me? And that should be honored in many capacities because seek and you shall find, right? So here are some changes that I noticed happening in my own life once I shifted the narrative away from society's idea of self-love and into my own simple version of self-love, even though it's so complicated to explain, based on making more loving choices in general and for the world around me. All right, so physical changes. One, I have a better, much better relationship with my body. I feel comfortable and healthy and protected. And finally, for once, I am not at war with my being. And I was never even someone who struggled drastically, but it was like, you know, these things always weigh on us. But it was like, I finally feel at peace. Like I am at harmony. I am working in partnership with my body. I have more energy. My skin cleared. My eyes sparkle. I smile randomly and more and I move willingly and any things like that. I display my more authentic self on a regular basis. So like I wear lots of color. I speak up with the voice that I have and I laugh loudly without shame. And I have certain necklaces that I wear every day. And you can always find me in the journal section of a bookstore. Just little things like that that make me more authentically me. I am able to radiate them freely because I am choosing more love. Emotional and mental changes. I really don't cry anymore. And this is huge for me. I never thought I would see that day, but I don't. And at one point, I kind of thought it was like, not a curse, but like just something that I was like, oh, well, Maybe I'm not feeling my feelings, but no, maybe it's just something I'm set free from. Maybe I don't need to identify in that. Maybe I don't need to be a crier. I could still be a crier anytime I want to be a crier, but my heart stays open now. 
And with my heart staying open and welcome to change, I wear it on my sleeve and I do it proudly as an invitation for others to do so too, so that they can feel safe in my presence and I can feel safe knowing they feel safe in my presence. And yeah, stuff like that. I have better sleep, less doubt, all the good things. Relational changes. I have constant people in my life who remind me of the goodness that exists. There is no fighting. There is no many wars. There is no questioning my worth with these people. There are no secrets, no lives, just friendship, trust, and truth. And that's it. And love. But that's because I'm putting more love into the world. You guys get it at this point. Um, And spiritual changes. This one has got to be the best and probably the biggest of them all. I'm definitely going to ramble for a bit here. So if you are sick of my voice or don't want to hear about spiritual stuff, this is your warning. Um, but I have to be real because it's what I do here. And I think that this change that I have taken this next step in my self-love journey of just putting more love into the world and making more loving choices rather than trying to do it all in my own strength has really been a spiritual change. Um, and it's not something that people talk about often because I think a lot of people kind of reject this idea that some higher power exists. Um, and if you're struggling with that, like there's no shame, explore that as you see fit, but this is my podcast and my life. And I'm just here to share all that I learned in hopes to help someone else. So yeah, I have learned to put all of my strength in the existence of a higher, uh, a higher power. And it is the most complicated, but most simple thing to do. (laughs) But I can confidently say that the key to self-love and making loving choices is to surrender. All of it, all of that self-love pertains, respect, care, motivation, discipline, confidence, beauty, all of it comes from surrender. Because when you surrender, you can do things even when it's hard. You can do them even when you don't want to. All that you feel so out of control with on your own, give it up. Give it up and let go now or you will fall down later. But surrender is always there and it is always a loving choice. And it is a loving choice that I make to better my life on the daily basis and the lives of others as well, each and every day. Because when I surrender, I know that I don't have to rely just on myself to provide for the goodness in the the loving choices and the goodness of what's happening in my life and then, you know, being pushed out onto others. Because I know that it is not up to me. Like I said before, I am not God. I don't want to play God. It's not my role. I'm not here to do that. And slowly, with each surrender, with each choice to surrender each day, I have been delivered from all of the things in my life that are not of love. All of those low vibe things. And yeah, it was scary and lonely at times. And it made me question and wonder. And sometimes I felt, you know, how could this even be happening? This isn't me. This isn't seem like it feels right but oh how rewarding it has been because some of the things in my life that were just good and not of love were actually bad and i didn't realize it i was blind to it and it was hurting my being and therefore hurting other people around me as well and when i'm hurting other people i'm putting hate into the world and not receiving it back to me you see where i'm going and in this surrender i have been made new I don't have to worry about anything in my past. I know that everything that I have ever done 
was already written in stone before I even got here. And that is just my belief. So there was nothing that I could have done to make me screw up or that could nothing I could ever do to make me screw up the plan that I have for my my life. But as long as my life, as long as my eyes are focused on love, then I am on a path that will lead me to goodness. And I saw a post the other day that described my initial surrender perfectly. And it was talking about the perspective of a person like me. And it said, warning, I'm about to get Jesus-y. <laughs> and the quote said, Jesus, I hate myself. And the response from Jesus was, my love for you will drown your hate of you. And that taught me that all I needed to know about love. My battle was already won and, you know, it was already settled. It was just as simple as that. I'm trying to like find a fancy way to describe it for you guys, but it's, that's it. That taught me, the surrender taught me all I needed to know. My battle was already won and everything was already settled and set in stone. All the good choices, all the effort, all the hurt, it didn't matter because I was loved anyway. It was like I had my initial surrender and it was like, okay, well, it's been, this is, this is me. I've been waiting for you all my life. You want to start playing out what I have planned for you? Then, you know, let's get a move on. I'll show you the goodness. I'll show you the love. I'll show you the way. And I didn't have to do it on my own. I didn't have to, you know, make life-changing choices that would like, you know, weigh on me drastically. I could just give it up and I would know the right steps to take. I would know the right way to move. I would know how to approach a situation that wasn't favorable because I was loved anyway. I was loved even when I hated myself. And now, if you're still listening, you're probably thinking that it makes sense, you know? This is why I'm trying to steward a life of love with my heart open in everything that I do because I know that it will all come back to me since I since it had never even been taken away from me. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, guys, I always try to be so heartfelt and I stumble on my words. Whatever, it's me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that love is never going to leave you because it never, hold on. Oh my gosh, face palm, guys. <laughs> that love will always come back to you because it never even left you in the first place. It is always seeking you, it is always pursuing you. Even when you're not, even when you, even when you can't give it to yourself, it is always there. It underlies everything. We just have to make the choice to use it and choose to honor it and put that back out into the world. My loving choices now are an effort to show people the same love that I received with my surrender my surrender to Jesus. And in doing that, I've been able to love myself way easily than I ever have been able to before. Alrighty, guys. Lots of stumbled words later. You know, I'm kind of disappointed because I was like so excited for this one. I'm like, I'm going to speak so well. Well, I was humbled tonight, but I hope that I got my point across. I hope that it helped you in some way. Um, that is the episode, my friends. I hope it was refreshing and offered you a new perspective and left you with hope and something to think about. Even if I didn't sound it, I was confident in that message. So <laughs> if you want to talk more, come back to me. But you, yes, you mean so much to me. And I just have this 
itching feeling that you are going to make a change in the world. So let that love shine through you, out of you, and back into you. And may you reflect everything on your path. Or may may love reflect may love reflect everything on your path. Oh my gosh, couldn't even get that one sentence right. I was like, you know, that's what I deserve because I was like, oh, I'm doing this one good. No, whatever. <laughs> Let's go be strong stewardesses and lead by example. No matter what you are going through, you can always choose love. And I can say that because I've done it before too. So use me as proof. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. And I am so appreciative that you are here. Happy second birthday to us. And reminder to head to my Instagram tomorrow for a little birthday present surprise from me. Be sure to pass this episode or podcast along to anyone who you think could benefit from hearing it. And if you would like to take the time to rate and review this podcast, as well as follow or subscribe, depending on what platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys next week or chat with you guys next week. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. Happy second birthday, (laughs) XOXO. the biggest virtual hug in the world, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. If anything resonated with you, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with anyone else who you feel needs to hear it. You can find me on Instagram at The Uncensored Self and on TikTok at Emily Ziz for more self-love inspired content and updates about the show. I love the encouraging community we have on social media, and I especially love chatting with my listeners. So please feel welcome to contact me at any point in time. If you have questions, suggestions, testimonials you wish to share, or just want to chat, DM me or send me an email at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Human connection is one of the things I value most, so I can't wait to get to know you. I also have a text messaging service where you can sign up for weekly motivational messages free of charge. All you have to do to join is text the number 81010 with the message at TUSPOD. Your listenership means everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next. And until then, I wish you all the joy in the world. XOXO, Emily.